You're listening to Rama for Today. I was sick for the first 17 years of my life. When I say sick, I mean physically handicapped. With a severe heart condition. Couldn't run and play like other little children. 17 years I was sick. And incapacitated. I know something about it. But I've been well now. Glory to God. Glory to God. I've been well now for the last 53 years. Well is better. Amen. Wellness, sickness, a blessing. God's Word declares it's a curse. Welcome to Rhema for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagan. Today you'll hear more from Kenneth E. Hagan on his teaching, Redeemed from Poverty, Sickness, and Spiritual Death, on Rhema for Today Radio. Also, later in today's program, I'll tell you about this month's special radio offer. Right now, let's join Kenneth E. Hagan for today's message. Now, is sickness a blessing or a curse? We can't accept man's opinion on this. You'll get all kinds of opinion. Folks will say, well, it must be a blessing because, you know, my aunt was sick and in the hospital and suffered and finally died. And Uncle John got saved and three of the kids got saved, so it proved to be a blessing. Well, let me ask you this. In the time of war, when bombs are falling and babies are dying and little children are being blown apart, I know of many people that turned to God. Then the war was a blessing, wasn't it? It's a blessing for those little children's bodies to be blown apart, people's heads be blown off. No, no. Thank God people turn to God sometimes in time like that, but the sickness wasn't a blessing. It is a blessing that they turn to God. But the war was not of God. Are you listening to me? And the sickness and disease is not of God. It's not a blessing, it's a curse. If it's a blessing, if sickness is a blessing, we shouldn't want to get rid of it. If sickness is a blessing, then we ought to invite sickness to come. When we hear that the the health department tells us that there's going to be a flu epidemic on, you know, we ought to say, well, I'm going to get ready for the blessing now. God send that blessing of flu over here to Oklahoma. But no, some of the same people that seem to think it's a blessing, they'll go to the doctor to get a shot to get, keep the blessing off of them. <laughs> if sickness is a blessing, you oughtn't to go to the hospital. You oughtn't to take any medicine to get out from under the blessing. No, if sickness is a blessing, praise God, and you get sick, and your fever's running about 101 or 2, you ought to say, God, increase the blessing. I mean, make my fever run up to 106 so I'll be more blessed. Oh, somebody said that's ridiculous. No, it's not. Sickness is not a blessing. The Bible said it's a curse. The Bible said it's a curse. You know, I was holding a meeting. Uh, uh, well, preaching. I wasn't exactly holding a meeting. I was just preaching here for uh, this particular starting off a camp meeting for one of our preachers, pastors. And uh, after I'd preached, uh, I, w- I went into one of the associate pastor's uh, office. They took me back there, get away from the crowd. And, and on his desk, he had uh, this picture of these uh, uh, little little monkeys. You know, I, I said picture, actually, uh, actually uh, what do you call them, statue or, 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 or likeness, you know, of these monkeys, you know. And, and one of them said, you know, I, I was poor. And the other one said, I was rich. And the other one said, rich is better. 
And I thought as I looked at that, I was sick and I am well and well is better. I mean, even the monkey knew that. (laughs) Glory to God. I was sick for the first 17 years of my life. When I say sick, I mean physically handicapped with a severe heart condition. Couldn't run and play like other little children. 17 years I was sick and incapacitated. I know something about it. But I've been well now. Glory to God. Glory to God. I've been well now for the last 53 years. Well is better. Amen. Well is sickness a blessing. God's word declares it's a curse. Like I said, some people have you to believe that God blesses his children with sickness and disease. Well, if he does, I prefer someone else have the blessing. But according to God's word, we just read it. Sickness is a curse and health's a blessing. Disease, you ever stop to think about it? D-I-S-E-A-S-E. Dis-ease is broken ease. Sickness is pain and suffering. It makes slaves of the family and friends who must care for the sick loved ones. Disease and sickness are enemies of mankind. Sickness is a thief and a robber. Jesus said in John 10, 10, the thief is come but for to kill and to steal and to destroy. But I'm come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. I'm thinking about a young woman about 30 years of age. Sickness and disease came upon her, robbed her, robbed her of her health and her beauty and her joy, robbed her husband of a wife, robbed and deprived those children of their mother. She's no longer able to fulfill the duties of a wife or a mother. Disease and sickness robbed her. You think that's of God that robbed those little children of their mother and the husband of his wife? No, a thousand times no. But you see, we get our minds all cluttered up with religious training and teaching instead of listening to what the clear, plain teaching of the Bible said. I was holding a meeting, you know, uh, down in East Texas a number of years ago. Actually, I'd, uh, this is the second meeting I'd held in that church. I'd preached there a, a number of years before. And then after I uh, went out on the field in ministry this last time, uh, way back in 1949-50, I was preaching there again. And so a lady said, I noticed this particular lady, I knew from my previous experience, because we had stayed in their home these years before, that she was not able to do her housework. Husband had a good job, made good money, had a nice home. But she couldn't cook, hadn't for years swept a floor, hadn't for years made up a bed, hadn't for years washed a dish, hadn't for years cooked a meal. Little children were there in the home, but she couldn't see after. Somebody else had to see after them. And, uh, and her husband's unsaved. He, she's saved and filled with the Holy Ghost. Well, I noticed this. She never did get in any healing line. Anytime we were ministering to the sick, I, now, now I'll come back these years later and she's still sick. She's still under that thing. 
And she said to me one night after the service, came up to me, just as I, after we'd finished and dismissed, and she came up to the front. said, Brother Hagin, you may wonder why I haven't been in the healing line. I said, well, I have. I really wondered why you haven't. Well, she said, you know, I've been sick for 19 years. I've not been able to lift a broom or sweep a floor, make a bed, cook a meal, wash a dish. Haven't been able really to do anything because I've been sick for 19 years. Well, I said, I knew you'd been sick quite a while because you were sick when we were here these few years ago, but I didn't know it was 19. Yes, 19 years. She said, you know, I just believe that the Lord put this on me so my husband will be saved, get saved. <laughs> God didn't put that on you so your husband would get saved. Jesus died for him so he'd get saved. He's not going to get saved, if, especially if he thinks God robbed him of his wife. God robbed him of his wife. God did that. No, God didn't do that. I said, no, that's not true. The devil's deceiving you. See, she's Pentecostal, had the baptism of the Holy Ghost all those 19 years, but misled. I said, the devil's deceiving you. He's not going to get saved because he thinks God gave him, God's responsible for his sickly wife that can't perform her duty, really can't be a wife to him as she should, and a mother to the children. Why, he's going to get hard toward God if he thinks that. Don't you dare tell him that. Let God heal you. And I said, from all probability, he'll get saved because he'll see how good God is. We prayed for and God healed him. The next thing I heard, he didn't write doing that me. The next thing I heard, he'd gotten saved. Amen. Glory to God. Amen. Glory to God. Amen. I was preaching. I preached in this church down in East Texas. This didn't happen while I was there, but it happened in that particular church. They were in a revival meeting. There was a, a family. The wife was saved. The husband was unsaved. Uh, but their little, little boy, this is back in the 30s in Depression days, the little four-year-old boy took sick. Doctors made house calls in those days. They called the doctor. The doctor came and, and, and was treating the child and didn't seem to be responding too well. But her husband insisted, you go ahead to church. He wasn't saved himself, but he knew she was. You go ahead to church. I, you know, I'm with the boy. I'll stay with him. And so they came to church. Well, now the pastor told me, he said, uh, uh, while they were in the altar, Praying in this revival, the, the people who come to be saved, they're praying with them, praying with folk to be filled with the Spirit. Somebody came and tapped him on the shoulder and said, that little boy died a while ago. Go, go, go get her. So he went and got the wife. She's kneeling there. And he and his wife, the pastor and his wife, went with her to the home. He said, I never will forget it. We, we got there, and there that man was, just about 28 years old, sitting there holding. The doctor had come, pronounced him dead, holding that little four-year-old child in his lap and in his arms, weeping. We prayed with him, tried to comfort him, and some of the church people came in. And they, uh, some of them, you know, said, well, the Lord took that little boy so you would get saved. And this pastor told me, he said, I never saw anything like it in my life. He said, suddenly he just gritted his teeth and stood up and said, well, if he did, to hell with him. Laid the boy down on the bed and left. He said, all the years, I've watched it through the years, never could get him to come to church anymore. See, he thinks God did that because some church people told him that. God didn't do that. God's not the author of death. 
Are you listening to it? Death's an enemy. God's not an enemy. Death's an enemy. The Bible said it's the last enemy that'll be put underfoot. Amen. I said amen. Welcome to Rhema for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagan. You can find more great materials by Kenneth E. Hagan, Pastor Hagan, and the rest of the Hagan family by visiting our online bookstore. Right now, I'd like to tell you about this month's special radio offer, the classic six-CD series by Kenneth E. Hagan entitled Spirit, Soul, and Body, and the mini-book from Kenneth E. Hagan entitled The Coming Restoration. These two resources are for the special price of $29. That's $14.95 off the retail price. Call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. Again, call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. You can also order online at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G. Rhema.org. Or if you prefer to write to Kenneth Hagen Ministries, our address is P.O. Box 50126, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74150. We always love to hear from our listeners, so write in or email us today and become a part of Rama for Today. Right now, let's join Kenneth and Lynette Hagen. Yes. Winter Bible Seminar, oh, February yeah. the 17th through the 22nd. It's going to be an awesome, awesome time. Uh, you need to see where your finances have gone and what's happening in the world Especially with Raymond. The many of you have been hooked up with this ministry for a number of years. And so because of that, you can come and see all of these people coming from all over the world. Yes. That your offerings has helped us to, to send, they've, they've gone to be able to go to Bible school. Yes. And now they're in ministry there in their countries. So you, you just need to, to come and we want you to come and be a part of it. Tomorrow on Rama for Today, we'll continue Kenneth E. Hagan's life-changing series. That's next time on Rama for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagan. <laughs> 